This Raptor King of Tough Betting Picks 2024 edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by GameTime, your home for the lowest priced last minute tickets. Download the GameTime app today. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter our bonus contest. Five winners will receive shirts, hats, and a $50 SGPN gift card. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. The week continues on, and we continue to talk racing things. It is, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Today, we break down the probably one of the cooler names in the entire circuit, the Raptor, King of Tough, betting uh, Xfinity race there in Atlanta. So, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, we've already done trucks. Oh, my God, we already did trucks earlier in the week. So if you're waiting for a truck episode and you thought, where's the truck episode? Hey, guess what? Go back a couple of days. We actually did it already. Uh, did the Cup Series yesterday, and now moving on to the Xfinity before we close the week out DFS style. Cody, ha, I've had so much fun digging back through Atlanta. I, I forgot what getting back into the grind meant, so uh, a lot of fun to be back at it. It, it has been a lot of fun. Uh yeah, man, just another another week. This will be uh, another week full of picks. I love it. We're we're into the season now. It's great. Um, and yeah, we're gonna have maybe a repeat of last week in some ways, right? Uh, the the drafting super speedway style of track that Atlanta is now. So it's gonna be gonna be fun to talk about it and, and give out some more picks. Again, Atlanta. If you are still kind of stumbling on this show for whatever reason, Atlanta couple of seasons ago was a normal mile and a half track and not really normal it was still kind of fast but they decided to heck with it we're going to speed things up we're going to make this into a super speedway-esque race they raised the banking did a lot of the maneuvers that they had to do and now we consider this a third super speedway track on the circuit where you know again it's not a true super speedway it's what our friend Derek Yoder on the betting preview show is called a handling uh, super speedway or uh what are we the other day a super intermediate is what uh, yeah, i think jdk super, super intermediate i like that actually i do really like that one a lot jdk he's i think he's hired he's come up with a good he, he had the car left idea for us too so uh yeah keep shooting those keep shooting those ideas over jdk we appreciate it but uh yeah it's it's yeah so 2021 was was an intermediate normal track so 2021 and before can't you know that's all completely irrelevant doesn't matter at all 2022 on 
it's been repaved, reconfigured, and now it is very similar to the super speedway style of racing. They'll be drafting. You'll have the pack racing. Um, like we talked about earlier in the week, right? It's not going to be as wide, so not quite as easy to go three wide. You'll still see it at points, but probably not as much as we did at Daytona. Um, and, and it's going to be a lot of the same. The betting strategy is is almost the same. Um, you can lean a little bit more towards the favorites in, in this track, I think, um, but not completely. You still, The long shots are still going to have plenty of options. We're going to talk about a lot of guys that we talked about last week. It's going to be kind of the same stuff um to to a degree right there's obviously different drivers in this and and everything else um and we learned some stuff last week from daytona as well but a lot of similarities uh coming over from last week at daytona yeah and again this is really the last week in which you will have sort of uh an advantage of taking long, long, long shots. And as we settle down into what is the bulk of the, the schedule, the mile and a half, so the road courses. Now uh, we'll, we'll definitely get into some different styles of strategies. But again, as, as Cody alluded to, this is sort of a, you know, you have to treat it like a super speedway, even though it's not a full on super speedway, because you have to a lot for the fact that in these draft races, they're packed so tightly together, and this is probably only going to be a couple of files. You know, they they very few times do they want to duck out into a third lane because that really spells disaster on this track. So you won't see a lot, you won't see as much jockeying as you would on a Daytona or a Talladega, but you're still going to see a lot of it because these cars are going to be close together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you you nailed it, and and yeah, it's going to be similar. You're going to have the big wrecks, right? That's going to happen. So. You've got to account for that when you go and place these bets. Indeed. Of course, this is the Xfinity Series. Uh, we will have some cup drivers. We'll break the field down for you. But, Cody, there's a couple of things that we need to touch on in the news, right? There's a couple of announcements to be made. Yeah, a couple of driver announcements that were made today. Derek Krause is going to be driving in the 16 car in the Cup Series uh, for six races this season. That'll start next week at Las Vegas. Um, we're going to see him a couple weeks. Vegas and Phoenix back-to-back. -back. He'll be at Kansas, Darlington, Gateway, and Phoenix. So, all ovals for him. Um, this is an interesting move. I think that this, uh, you know, I don't ever want to hate on these kids for getting these opportunities because it's great for them. Uh, but it is a clear, you know, hey, <laughs> we're literally going to put whoever we can get funding from in these rides move, which, hey, it's a business. Do what you want as far as, you know, their motto of chasing trophies. Again, I, I think driver selection points to something different. So, probably not a guy we'll be talking about a lot maybe fading him a little bit if we get the opportunity but he is going to have his first six cup series uh starts in the 16 car for colleague um interesting because he's a guy that doesn't even have a ride in xfinity or trucks can't get you know he had a full-time ride in the trucks got kicked out Derek Krause comes in does 10 times better than him in the same truck and now, now he's like part-time for colleague in xfinity part-time for them in cup just piecing together deals so Again, interesting thing. Uh, wish him nothing but the best. But also, Carson Quapole is going to get an opportunity to run the 88 Junior Motorsports car in Xfinity at Martinsville, so that won't be until April. But it's kind of a big thing. He's a two-time Cars Tour champion. Um, he's the guy who replaced Josh Berry in the late model, right? And, and Josh Berry was working in a bank and on iRacing when he met Dale Jr., comes up through the pipeline, works on, you know, worked on the late model himself, drove it, won a lot with it. You know, and then he started to teach Carson about it. And once Josh moved on up, Carson slid into that car. He's been doing well. Obviously, two-time champion for Cars Tour. Uh, he does a lot of working on it as well. His father, Travis, was in the Cup Series for quite a few years. A third Penske car at one point, the 77 Kodak car. That was always a beautiful car. 
Um, so yeah, he spent some time in the Cup Series as well. So another kind of legacy driver, but you know, coming up through that that bluegrass way of of getting there. So uh, it'll be exciting to see him get a start. Martinsville is a good place for him, coming from the late models, right? The short flat tracks. I think that'll be good uh, relation for him as far as track wise. So another guy to keep an eye on because, I mean, it looks like he's probably a guy we'll be talking about for a while, right? When when Dale Earnhardt Jr. believes in you, um, and he really takes that. See, if he has a guy. He takes that seriously. I mean, Josh Berry, you know, and Junior's been known to not really put guys in cars unless there is funding there as well. It, it's a balance with him between talented guys and money. I mean, a lot of people have asked why Jeffrey's not in the car sometimes, you know, being his, his nephew and everything, and Jeffrey doesn't bring a lot of funding and, and everything. But Josh Berry, I mean, Dale Jr. worked hard to get Josh Berry funding, uh, you know, worked out deals with, like, tire pros where – you know, Junior was in the commercials and stuff to get him on the Barry car, get him in there. So, and now look, he's in the four car replacing Kevin Harvick in the Cup Series. So, if Dale Junior believes in you, uh, you know, you look back to guys like Brad Keselowski back in the day driving that same '88 Xfinity car back when it was the Navy car. Um, yeah, if, if Dale Junior believes in you, it's not a bad thing. So, Carson Quapel probably a name you'll continue to hear throughout the next many years and it'll just be fun to watch the 88 back on the track again that's always a number a car number that you always like to see uh even in the cup series it was fun to watch have, the 88 so they're gonna have quite a few uh i think that i see all the 88 scheduled for like 16 or 18 races awesome. Xfinity yeah, this year so chunk. a fifth jrm car for rod to bet on uh, a lot of the time is, is going to be pretty cool. And then I don't remember, did we bring up the Frankie Muniz, Joey Gase motorsports thing? The other yeah, day? Yeah. That we talked about, he bought into it. So yeah. yeah, that looks like it's, there was a leaked picture of inside the trailer. It's called Gase Muniz, uh, motorsports. So it appears that it. that's actually a, a real thing now. Uh, yeah, I guess it would be, uh, if you got a little bit of money, Which you will, might as well spend it on a race team, right? Also, we'll touch on the, the entry list here in a minute, but I think the 53, is still listed as TBA. So I wonder if Frankie, yeah, it is listed as TBA. So potentially Frankie Munoz could be back in this race uh, in the 53. That would be fantastic for him. Again, we know that he's uh, he's got himself a good, pretty good little race cars if when he's in there. So we'll, we'll have fun watching him through the course of the season. You can watch him too if you buy tickets, last minute tickets even, especially with game time. Look, I'm going to tell you right now that most of the time buying tickets is a horrendous experience because not only sometimes are you sitting there wondering if you can go to the event until the day before, sometimes the day of, and you're now you're wondering if you can even get tickets in the first place. Now you're wondering if they're going to be real tickets or if somebody's going to try to sell you fake tickets. And now you're wondering if you can get them in time for the event. Well, you can stop wondering all of those things because game time takes all the stress out of buying tickets not only are you going to get that game time guarantee that when you buy them they're going to be on time and they're going to be authentic but you're also going to get lower fees better prices even on those very last minute tickets that you are sure to be able to buy and it's all made for your phone you can do it right from the ease of the palm of your hand you get those tickets right there no waiting for them in the mail you can send them to your friends if you need to, if you want to buy a ticket for your friend or if your friend's a last-minute ticket buyer too, whatever. But get all of that. Get into the venue, everything. Do it from your phone. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use code SGPN for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account. Redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NBA, NHL, soccer, college basketball, NASCAR, F1. Simply pick higher or lower or better or worse on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Hang tight. Tomorrow we're going to give you our entire slate of underdog picks that we like for this Atlanta race. Plus, SGPN is teaming up with Underdog to give you even more of a bonus. Sign up between now and the end of the month. Five winners are going to receive an underdog hat, an underdog shirt, and a $50 SGPN gift card. Sign up today using promo code RACESGPN and then go to store. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter the contest for your chance to win. So when you sign up with that promo code RACESGPN, Underdog's going to double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code RACESGPN. All right, let's get to the chat here real quick. We've got yeah. Walter checking in. What's up, guys? What's up, let's Walter? Go. Shout out to him. He says he believes in us, uh, like Dale Jr. believes in Carson Quapple, so that's good. Let's Thank go. you. We appreciate that. What's up, Justin? Old-fashioned football. What's up? They had a big interview. Uh, oh, they did. Was that yesterday, I think, with the uh, was it Breckenridge Distilling, which is the official distiller of the Denver Broncos. Big, uh, big wigs out there. So uh, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. I will probably actually be doing that this evening. So. Make sure you check it out because I haven't heard a bad interview from them yet. They always have really good stuff. Indeed. Walter also saying, Rod, I know you said yesterday we're going to Vegas next week. Going in October, where's the best place to sit? I don't know yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure that, that out. That hasn't been yet. <laughs> but I, I will I will roam around the seats for you, Walter, uh, as part of my, my pre-race, uh, I guess, checking research. out the venue. Yeah, research. <laughs> and, and figure that out for you. I know where I'll be sitting. I'm probably sitting right there in Pit Road uh, trying to figure out what's going on around there because I, I love me some Pit Road. I don't know what it is about uh, the excitement of it. It's, it's beautiful. It's, Pit Road is one of the better places to be. It so, really uh, is. Yeah, Marching definitely. up and down Pit Road, too. Not just staying in one place, but like yeah. going up and down all getting, the pits. Getting all the different angles and seeing all the different teams. It's, uh, it's a great time. I saw Walter posted. Finally got to cash in. His, uh, had a ton of Ryan Blaney paper tickets. Finally got back to cash those in and then made a nice purchase from the uh, the the merch store got some nascar gambling stuff so when that shows up you'll have to send us a picture show it off for sure hell yeah uh rod should we get to the entry list well hold on because i want i want to go back to the oh. news real quick i think there's something that bodes well for you you want to talk about baby bumps well Corey lajoy spotter tj bell they had a baby during stage one at daytona so yeah uh, I, see. <laughs> I, I'm just... I heard they played the audio on his podcast this week and it's like oh hey we had a, a healthy baby boy and then they were joking about naming it uh, Harley Earl uh, after the trophy, and uh, I guess the, the wife didn't go for that. Yeah, but. It probably didn't. Probably didn't like that very much, but uh, yeah, let's get to the entry list. That, that this, baby bump should have paid off last week, but that's uh, all right. It's going to pay off this week. It's so. retroactive. You got the Corey LaJoy lift yeah, now. Exactly. That's that's the thing. So yeah, this week. Exactly. So, okay, entry list. Uh, nothing too crazy here. I don't think we've got any uh, full-time Cup Series guys racing down in this series. Well, so JGR has their two rotating cars. They're actually staying the same this week. Ryan Truex back in the 19. John Hunter is back in the 20. Uh, the 26 Sam Hunt racing car is a rotator. Jeffrey Earnhardt is in that one. If you're newer to the to NASCAR these days, yes, that is Dale Earnhardt's grandson. Um, so we'll be actually talking about him later on in the show. So we'll, we'll get a little more into that. Jordan Anderson's back in the 32. Um, like I said, the 53 car stole us his TBA on the, the most recent uh, sheet that I've seen uh, entry list. So 
I'd say there's probably a fairly high potential that that will end up being Munez. Uh, maybe they're waiting for that deal to finish getting get the ink dry or whatever, but I would guess that he'll probably be in that one. Um, and then J.J. Yaley is going to be in this one in the 14, if that's notable at all. But otherwise, that's really it. Uh, nothing else crazy. Kyle Busch, kind of the only cup guy doing anything this week, being in the truck series. Um, otherwise, you know, pretty much a lot of the regulars and, and then a few uh, other notable and we're really, and obviously we talked about it too. We're Tuesday. We're kind of staying away from the Kyle Bush train, uh, and that's all right. But yeah, for this one, it's just the normal Xfinity names. Nothing splashy on this one. But it is, of course, the 2024 Raptor King of Tough 250 from the Atlanta Motor Speedway in Hampton, Georgia. Drivers will be running 163 laps around this 1.540 mile paved track for 251 miles of craziness going on uh we'll talk about the previous winners uh later on but not nearly as many cautions in this race as there have been in the other ones that we've witnessed on super speedways uh eight for 50 last well i guess that's a lot man 50 laps eight cautions for 50 laps that's that's cleaning up a lot of mess that means there there was big wrecks is what is what 50 caution laps means yeah took them a long time to clean them up uh you know what i'm gonna take back my statement 12 for 68 (laughs) In oh, the spring geez, of 2023. Rod. That's more than the truck series. <laughs> yeah, 6 for 28 in the fall of 2022, and then uh, 10 for 56. So we're spending a third of this race under caution. Never mind. I, I take that back. Yeah, so it's, again, and that just shows you this the super speedway angle. Same thing as, as with the Cup Series. Um, you know, the truck series earlier in the week, they'd only been here twice. Cup, though, has been here four times. Xfinity's been here four times. Again, on this configuration. Um, so just don't really don't look at anything 2021 or earlier because it means absolutely nothing when it comes to this new style of track. I mean, it's basically uh, just a brand new track because of how it is. Yeah. Last season, 26 cars actually finished the race. Uh, only 25 of them finished on the lead lap. That was last spring on that one. So 26 out of 30, uh, 38, 37, and then uh, 28 out of 38 finished in the fall. So I mean, again, this is uh, still a war of attrition, regardless of whether or not this is a handling super speedway or not. So as we put our betting cards together, obviously, uh, we're going to look at the folks that have done well here on this track in this configuration. And uh, and really, we'll look back yesterday, or to last week, too, as far as who ran well in Daytona, uh, since we are going back-to-back. Cody, I think we talked about this already, but is this the first time that they've gone back-to-back and super speedway-esque type races. Yeah, this has got to be in a long time. I mean, in in recent memory, I can't think of a time off the top of my head where we've had back-to-back super speedways. Like COVID years and stuff, they did Daytona and then Daytona Road Course next week, but obviously not both times on the big oval. Um, But yeah, I can't think of a time where they did the back-to-back super speedways. And there's some theory to it that they you know, wanted to get the Netflix bump for the 500, Kind of carry that same racing into the next week, sink the hooks in and, and get people, you know, that because a lot of people like that, the action and it is great racing and, and you get the big spectacular wrecks and all that before they get to more of the, the cookie cutter tracks. So I think that's maybe why they did that. Obviously, this is traditionally recent in recent memory, Ben um, Auto Club has been the second race, um, but that track no longer exists at this point, um, you know, as it's being torn down. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting thing, right? And and I think we're kind of seeing that a little bit on the entry lists, not having overblown entries. Um, but and it's a little tough for some of these teams to go back to back. But um, I 
I'm enjoying it. I, I like I love super speedway racing. I love watching it. I love betting on it. I have been looking a little bit ahead to Vegas next week though, and I'm pretty excited to bet on a a more quote unquote normal track. Hey, and I'm gonna be in the hot bed of betting. So I'm going to be right oh, there in the thick of the action for it. So yeah, uh fantastic stuff. Nice. Uh you know what though? And I before we go to break, I wanna I wanna float something by you because I know Netflix is starting to get in this live TV deal. They're, they just got WWE now and they're going to be putting Raw on Netflix. At what point are we now coming to a Netflix buying out of NASCAR maybe? Who knows? Well, they just signed the brand new TV deal so I don't think... No, that's true. I mean, You're right. And Amazon's part of that so, well, yeah. you know, you've got the streaming in there but yeah, that new TV deal is what, six, eight years. So That's true. Uh, it'll probably be a few minutes before Netflix gets into it. Fine, Cody. Poo-poo my idea to have Netflix. Sorry, really, uh, I don't care. <laughs> Besides, it doesn't matter to me. I still want it on network TV. I, I can't stand when they go to these streaming services like Thursday Night Football. Take it off of Prime. No one cares. Yeah. Eh, yeah. We. I mean, we talked about it in the offseason. It's, I don't know. There's good and bad parts to it. You're hoping to reach some new people, making it tougher for people to find where it's at on a week-to-week basis. So, yep. But Next year, we'll have, we're going to have to make that a point of emphasis next year, oh, of yeah. letting you know where things are at. Because you know now it's like right now you know it's Fox or FS1, right? And next year it's going to be Fox, FS1, CW, TNT, Amazon. <laughs> we're in a few places, so uh, we'll have to make sure next year we implement that as well. Grab those rabbit ears, put the tape in the Betamax, and make sure you know you're ready to tape it whenever it comes on. Uh, we got picks to give you. We will definitely set you up for these Raptor picks. But let me tell you first about Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NBA season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for player props, parlays, and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rates for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, Cody. Well, it is that time to start laying out our favorite picks for this Raptor King of Tough 250. Uh, hold on, Justin saying wrestling on Netflix. Can I watch all the episodes? Uh, no, I don't know. It's, it's So they're doing Monday Night Raw starting in 2025, I think it is. So that's that's what's happening there. Uh, Matt Miles saying if they can do what Apple TV does to baseball and sync the MRN radio feed. Ooh, that's a good one. Dude, MRN, their calls are... I don't listen to MRN as much as I should because it's uh, it's beautiful. It is. I, I love how seamless all of the going from one corner to the next and what. Yeah, it's just a, it's a oh, yeah. fun they're just podcast. They're so freaking good at it. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. Ash, our friend from England. What's up, Checking Ash? in. Uh, he says Ryan Truex for top five. Ryan Truex might be coming up on the show. Also wondering if any sportsbooks are offering top tens for Xfinity. I haven't seen Something we've been begging for for a while. I think we got like one peek at him at one point. It'll be wasn't it last see, year, the last race of last season? I don't think it was the last race. I think it was Vegas in the fall, wasn't it? So I'm that's what I'm gonna, I'm going to be interested next week to see because I think Vegas puts more of an emphasis on it when it's in town and we kind of get a little bit more options. So it'll be interesting to see if we kind of get those options. But yeah, I think we had them for like one race and then they disappeared. Top tens for and honestly, I think the books are nervous if they put top tens for Xfinity and trucks out there. 
they're going to get just railroaded because I think we could, I mean, I really think if we had top 10 options, it would give us so many more options to, to get on. And I think it's easier. Obviously it's easier to hit a top 10 than a top five, but I mean, I think in a general sense on a week to week basis, it's a lot harder for longer shots to crack the top five, not as hard for them to crack the top 10, which obviously sounds obvious again. I get that, but it, it makes sense in my mind. So, But sometimes go. the obvious thing, I know we always tend to write off the obvious, but if it's obvious, it, then... It, it is obvious, and that's why. <laughs> I, again, I know, I know, I know the internet loves spicy takes. I know that they love somebody to, to sit there and thump the podium. But look, if you're wrong a thousand times out of a thousand and one... Why would I want to listen to you the thousand times when you're right that one? And then you can stand on your podium and say, see, I had it. And I was like, yeah, but the thousand times before you didn't. So I can make a thousand and one calls and get at least one right. So, yeah. There you go. Sometimes the obvious is the obvious. But not obvious, Cody, is who we have for this race. Who do we got for this race? Well, this one might be obvious because it cashed for us last week. So why wouldn't we run it back, right? I talked about this in the truck race a little bit. I promise not all my picks are the same. But certain ones. We hit on him last week. Why wouldn't we do it again, right? So Jordan Anderson cashed the top five for us last week at Daytona. Let's run it back. Jordan Anderson, again, he is 6-1 to one over on Caesars for a top five finish. Um, you look back at what he's done. Uh, he hasn't raced here on the new track, so we don't have any, any info there. But you look at his Daytona finishes. He had a 15th and a 22nd going into last week, just getting to the end, surviving things finishes fourth place last week had one start at in the um one start at talladega is what i was trying to get out there uh and finished fifth in that one you go back to the truck races daytona he had two second place finishes there two top sevens at talladega so he has consistently been good on the super speedways we saw it last week right you didn't see him you didn't hear from him the entire race hanging out back doing his thing but at the end of the race, he finds his way to the front, uh, and, and he shows up there. So I don't know. Is Larry Mack going to be on the – do they list crew chiefs? Oh, they do list crew chiefs on the entry list. Uh, da, 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 da. He's in the 32. TBA. Ooh. Mm. Maybe it will be Larry Mack because Larry Mack was not able to be on the box last week. Um, but always fun to see Larry Mack when he gets on the box. But regardless, Jordan Anderson, top five, six to one. Hit for us last week. We're running it back, trying it again this week. Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So we ain't trying to fix this at all. And how much fun is it to cheer for a, a, a six to one top five? So I'm with you on that one, um, Cody. I think the folks out there need to check and make sure that I'm okay. Uh, I, I want them to do a welfare check on oh me. Oh my god! Because I had not looked at this bet before. Wow! Somebody, shocked. somebody, <laughs> tell me to blink twice if I'm being coerced into this because uh, you're going to hear me say something I have not said in a very long time. I'm going to fade Justin Allgaier on this track. I am going to take my only head-to-head that I've taken in the last, what, two weeks, really, uh, and I'm going to take John Hunter Nemechek over Justin Allgaier. I understand you guys all know my love for Justin and and just uh, JRM as a whole. But let me tell you something. It is very hard to get behind uh, J.A. on this track in particular when all four times, out of the four times rather, that uh, he's taken this in this configuration, twice he has crashed out. He has finishes of 34th, 29th, and 17th. His one great finish in all of that was a 7th place finish in the fall of 2022 where he started in 7th and finished in 7th. Now, 
When you look at John Hunter Nemechek in that very same configuration uh, last season, he only did it once. He didn't do it in 2022 when they first did it. But in the first iteration of this, he finished eighth in the spring, right behind John Hunter Nemechek, or right behind Justin Allgaier, rather, and then ended up winning in that fall race. So uh, he's got two top 10 finishes. He's won one on this configuration already. It pains me to say it, but when you can't finish this race, even two out of four times, even half of the time, and then the one time that you did and you finished seventh, you finished one position above the guy that you're going up against, it still tells me that this guy's got it figured out for you as well. Uh, on Daytona in general, uh, or, uh, Justin Allgaier has an average finish of 15.3. Turn around for what just, uh, John Hunter does in that 17th. So Allgaier's got him on Daytona, has him slightly at Talladega too, where uh, uh, Justin Allgaier, this John and Justin thing's kind of kicking my ass, but uh, where John Hunter has a 16.8 uh, uh, finishing average at Talladega, and then Justin Allgaier has a 16.4 average, so it's just a little bit above. But still, all things considered, this track is not one of Justin Allgaier's favorites. I don't see him finishing well again. I mean, maybe even if he finishes in the 20, I still think John Hunter's going to have a top 10 car, if not a better, better car than that. So, yeah, give me, give me John Hunter Nemechek over Justin Allgaier. This is a minus 115. <laughs> Nick Fortune, late to the party. Uh, Rod, are you okay? He is definitely checking in on you. I'm also wondering if Rod is okay. Corporate Gambling maybe has him uh, captured over there. I don't know what's going on. Blink twice. Uh, fading. You know he believes in it. Again, that's that's the thing with some of these. You know you really believe in it if uh, if you're taking against a guy that you're normally always on. So Also, Nick Fortune dropping the the, the wrestling knowledge. J-Mark, you can watch the class, classic wrestling matches on Peacock. Peacock. I've done that. Uh, so, yes. And, and old-fashioned football. Not happy that you're going against Justin's, uh, obviously. Justin, I'm guessing, the one checking in over there. So, way to go. Fading the Justins, but uh, must be done this week, I suppose. You're not going to get an argument from me. You know how much I love uh, John Hunter and those JGR boys. So, speaking of JGR boys, I'm going to jump over to the top Toyota range. Look, there's only five Toyotas in this race this week, which is not very many. This is a group. It, it really is this week. It's just a group. So, I'm going to take this two different ways. Uh, and jump in on it. So we're going to take Chandler Smith to be the top finishing Toyota at plus 290. He's going to be the lower odds guy. I'm going to take Jeffrey Earnhardt to be the top finishing Toyota at 12-1. Anytime you're getting anyone in a group on a super speedway at a much higher number than everyone else, and it's 12-1, to 1, I mean, you, you know, Truex is the lowest odds besides him, and it's plus 360. And then it jumps all the way down to Earnhardt at 12-1. to 1. Look, he's only got to beat four other guys. You're taking Chandler Smith as well. So now you've only got to get these two Toyotas. One of them has to beat three other guys is it. That is the way to attack this type of bet, in my opinion. And, you know, again, these super speedways, anything can happen. One crash could literally wipe out the other three Toyotas. And then you're done. This could be cashed three laps into the race. That's how early we saw him wrecking last week, right? So it doesn't take long for a bet like this to hit. Um, when it comes to Chandler Smith, very impressed with him last week. Uh, he had a fifth place finish last week at uh, at Daytona, of course, in his first um, run in the JGR equipment. Uh, two starts here at Atlanta, 20th and 28th, so haven't been overly impressive. But again, you don't have to be overly impressive necessarily to cash this bet either. Um, he did have a 12th last year in the spring Daytona race. Um, he was fourth at Daytona in a truck series race last year. 
Um, so he's had some pretty, and also he's got a cup series start, or I'm sorry, he was fourth last year in the truck race at Atlanta here rather. Um, and he's got an 11th place finish in one cup start on a super speedway at Talladega as well. So good at getting to the end, good at surviving things. Uh, and it impressed me last week a lot. Chandler Smith did in his first ride over in the Toyota camp. So taking him plus 290. Then for Jeffrey Earnhardt, again, I mean, really the biggest argument to Jeffrey Earnhardt is the number. And you're getting a great number on it. And let's also note that he is in a Sam Hunt car, not an Alpha Prime car or something that's much worse. Um, and you've been able to tell the difference in, in those starts because he's got four starts here in uh, two of them in Alpha Prime equipment, 23rd and 4th. And one of those was mechanical issue, which you have to worry about sometimes with those types of cars. But he has two starts here in Sam Hunt equipment, 13th and 19th. 13th and 19th can easily cash this bet for you if some of these other Toyotas get caught up in a wreck, if some of them have issues, whatever the case may be. Um, he's been up and down throughout his uh, Super Speedway career. He's got that Earnhardt blood in him, right? Dale Earnhardt's grandson, Dale Jr.'s nephew, as we know. Uh, he does have a second-place finish at Talladega before an Xfinity car. Um, so, again... I, the numbers just say you've got to take a guy at, at this big of a number. So 12 to 1 to basically win a group of five. And then you're also getting in on Chandler Smith. Um, he's got the high, third highest odds. Of course, John Hunter, Sheldon Creed, Ryan Truex are the other three Toyotas entered into this one. So give me the Chandler Smith plus 290, Jeffrey Earnhardt 12 to 1 to be the top finishing Toyota. Chandler Smith has got a breakthrough, don't you think? I mean, he did show oh, out so well last year. He's going to have – oh, wait till we get to Las Vegas next week, yeah. Rod. I mean, oh, again, God. it's he's got to bide his time. He's got to figure out how to uh, how to get past these first two races, and I think, yeah, he's good. No, but, and he's already – I mean, he started off good last week, yeah, right? He, he did. Uh, fifth place, so off to a good start. Um, and, yeah, wait till, we, wait till we get to the normal tracks for Chandler. It's going to be – going to be a big season for the 2024 Xfinity Series champion. Well, speaking of off to a good start, you can't get off to even a, a much better start than Jesse Love did last week when he put his uh, number two on the pole at Daytona. Now, unfortunately, he got daytona and he pretty much figured out that uh, racing the Xfinity Series is a is a it's a big boy sport, and he needed to uh, hang on a little bit more, I think, to uh, to do have a better day there. But listen, he still finished twentieth despite. Uh, you know, having a rough go of it, especially in the middle there. He led 34 laps. Not a bad first showing for Jesse Love in this two car. So, you know what? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and think that he's going to stay out of trouble. He learned something last week. He learned that you have to play nice, and he also learned that people won't play nice around you. So you've got to figure out how to balance that act. Uh, but I'm going to give him a top five finish, a plus 225. He's got no real track stats to speak of. Obviously, the kid's a young guy. I think he just barely went to his eighth grade dance. Uh, and so I think we're, you know, I love you, Jesse. I'm going to have a beer with you when you're legal. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're only joking because I'm like three times your age at this point. Uh, but anyways, I, I think he learned, like I said, I think he learned a lot of something last week about pack racing, about racing and Xfinity in general. Because, again, this is his first Xfinity. I was his first Xfinity start. Uh, and he had a fantastically fast car. This two car with Sheldon Creed wasn't really the greatest uh, at the uh, at the Atlanta reconfigured speedway, so I won't even bring his stats into it. But then again, we know that Sheldon Creed was not really, didn't have the luck with him in that car for whatever reason. Uh, so like I said, for me, it, it's this isn't more about what he's done in the past, obviously, in this track. I feel like it's his potential to learn from what he learned last week. 
and sh- if he's got a fast car, he's got a fast car. I know sometimes that doesn't matter on, on super speedways and, and you don't have to, but sometimes speed can get you where you need to go. The, the discipline and the patience to be able to stay out of trouble will get you further. But uh, if you got a fast car already, then you're, you're ahead of the game. And uh, Jesse Love's got that fast car. So give me a top five for him at plus 225. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue. Those RCR cars obviously have some type of advantage on the super speedways. Look at what Austin Hill did last week multiple times racing to the front. I talked about both the cup cars over in the cup series for RCR. I actually picked both of them to be winners this week. Um, I think that they're going to be solid there as well. So hard to argue too much against it. The youth, the inexperience still concerns me a little bit. We saw that last week. And again, not any fault of his own. He just got caught up in it. Um, But surprisingly, he was still fast even after not having a front end on the car, which was a little bit shocking. So speaking of young drivers, you see that nine-year-old that was racing a dirt late model the other night? No. Holy, like... Dude, it's that's insane. That's it's crazy how young some of these kids are racing. I saw Kevin Massive. Harvick's daughter on I Am Harvick on that thing where, he, where she she's like I I tried to move him because he bumped me. I was like that. That was the best part of that beautiful. whole show. Like that was just and Kevin's like oh okay. Yeah, Kevin's like well that's Rubens racing. Elena right? was loving it too. Yeah. So it's great. <laughs> uh, catch up on the chat real quick. Walter, uh, really lucky last week with the head to heads in all three series rolling that way again. I know our guy Ty Tiger has found seven head-to-heads against Kyle Larson. That dude. Uh, so maybe he should actually bet Kyle Larson to win just in case. Um, Nick Fortune has money on Caesar's book now for NASCAR picks. Hasn't used them in years. They, again, you know, we don't have a, a book affiliation at the moment, but they're consistently have the most options and some pretty good lines uh, over on Caesar's. So uh, once to know if we're car lifting Jordan Anderson. Nice. You can. I don't hate it. Obviously, I talked about him in the top five. I have a different car lift for you in a little bit, though. Uh, and then old-fashioned football likes the interesting angle treating Toyota like a group since it's only five of them. And really, that's the best way to look at it, especially when you get those long shot numbers. That's what I like. All right, Rod. Next up, we're going back to Mr. Riley Herbst, our guy, top five, plus 290. Um, got real freaking close to this last week, right? He ends up coming home sixth place. Um, and being real close, but you go back to him, you look what he's done previously. Um, he had a sixth place last year at Daytona, followed up with a sixth place this year. He was fifth place at Atlanta last year. Um, and again, just strong cases on super speedways. Uh, 2022, he had a fourth at Daytona, Talladega, uh, a fourth and a seventh there. Um, he was at another fourth place in 2020. So it just continues to get good, solid runs for Riley Herbst on super speedways. Again, we just saw it last week. Looked good. He looked fast. Uh, so I, I think we're going to roll with him again. Plus 290 for a top five. I feel like too big of a number for a guy who just finished in sixth place last week. Has a strong car. Continues to be strong on these super speedways. We've seen him do well in the Cup Series on the super speedways even. So Riley Herbst, top five, plus 290. Yeah, I. you know what? The only thing that makes me kind of sad about Riley Herb sometimes is that when we back him, like that's the times when he doesn't necessarily do good. And then when we finally come uh, off last of him. Last year, hey, we were, well, we were in on him. But then we, he sort we had, of. Well, he, fa- he faded midsummer. But yeah. we cashed, we were cashed the top fives on him, I think like five or six weeks in a row early in the season before he went on that cold spell. And yeah. We were hitting on him again late in the season. So 
I think uh, I, I'm, I'm feeling good about making some money on Riley this week. I suppose if we throw enough darts at him, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, old fashioned, Justin wants to know, have you guys ever done a ride with a NASCAR driver thing? No. And in fact, I, what I want to do for my birthday one of these years, maybe for my 50th, I want to do the, uh, uh, the driving experience where you get to go on a track. Yeah, where and, you get to drive. That's, yeah. that's the one you want to do is one where you get to drive. I have not. Um, I've done the ride along thing on dirt tracks, which is pretty cool um, and pretty, pretty fun. But I've never done one on a cup track yet. Yeah. That's definitely That's on a- the list. And Kansas Speedway does them every once in a while, too. So uh, definitely need to do that. Definite bucket list uh, item for me as well. Oh, all right. Well, I've, I've uh, shucked off my captors, and now I'm back on the uh, JRM train. So I'm going to take Sam Mayer. <laughs> I'm going to take Sam Mayer as a top five car at plus 140. Uh, I, I've thrown away the shackles that were uh, keeping me away from Justin Allgaier, but Sam Mayer, a different story on this track, actually, in general. Uh, the last two times that he's been on this track. Now, the first couple times were kind of rough on him. Uh, he got a 21st and a 34th finished in 2022 after the repave, but last year figured something out and not just on this track but in general just figured something out right Sam Mayer winning races last season in the mix for the championship something clicked with Sam Mayer in that one car and I think that's going to continue to happen again uh for Sam Mayer so yeah give me give me Sam Mayer as a top five car uh at uh what do I got it at right here I got it at plus 140 again these numbers aren't necessarily all that super sexy I get it but um, you know, like I said, <clears throat> for him to finish fifth last year after starting fifth, that's encouraging. A ninth place finish after starting 10th means he was able to keep his car out of trouble. It means he was able to keep his car uh, pointed forward, <laughs> which is one of the more important things about it. And he didn't lose a position, right? He basically just gained one position uh, altogether. Uh, we did not get to see much of Mayer, obviously, at Daytona earlier uh, this year. And in fact, we don't get to see much of him at Daytona at all, to be honest with you. Unfortunately, his average finish is 26.3 at Daytona. So not necessarily the greatest of super speedway racers, uh, but he does have a runner up at Talladega. He did finish second at Talladega in 2022. So it's not as if the car can't get there. Uh, but I certainly think that uh, Sam Mayer, as the pilot of it, is pretty worthy enough to to put some money on as a top five car. Again, like I said, his teammate, not so much, but Sam Mayer uh, seems to be able to run this track a little bit better than his buddy uh, in that seven car. So, yeah, give me Justin Allgaier, top five car. Or, I'm sorry. Ooh, look at me. Sam Mayer, top five car, plus 140. <laughs> Freudian oh, slip here. Boy. Way to way to go. Rod likes the uh the smaller odds top five. I like the bigger odds top fives. Shout out to our guy Myron. He's got a flyer on Jeffrey Earnhardt one to win one fifty to one, driving the Sam Hunt car worth the shot. And Ash actually checking in with Earnhardt's two hundred to one over on Caesars and Bad three sixty five. Earnhardt is also fourteen to one for a top five finish. I'm getting in on him to be the top finishing Toyota. I like the top five number fourteen to one. Again, long shot, so we're probably going to need a little bit of chaos. But, Rod, he started twice here in the Sam Hunt cars. He's got a 13th place finish and a 19th place finish, running at the end of the races, surviving some of the chaos, having a chance to be there. If you can be in 13th, Rod, what did we see in all three series last week? If you can be in 13th, you can be in 5th in the snap of a fingers. We saw that big-ass wreck at the end of the race last week. I mean, you know, Ryan Sieg was 4th and gets turned, and it gets a bunch of cars wrecked, and you got guys that were 20th 
finishing in fourth and fifth place in that race because they survived the chaos and made it to the end. So love Jeffrey Earnhardt for a top five finish, 14 to one. Um, again, solid finishes here. He's got a second place at, at, at a second place at Talladega. Why am I struggling with Talladega today? Uh, second place at Talladega. So we know he's gotten in the top five before. Um, and again, got that Earnhardt blood in him. We know what that means on super speedways. So I'm going to lean into that a little bit as well. So really like a Jeffrey Earnhardt this week. I think um, he's one of these guys that that's longer odds, but has the potential to, to score us some, some money and uh, get some decent finishes. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. If you can dodge the cars in front of you, you can get into the top 10. Exactly. Stay tuned, Walter. Definitely going to need a graphic recap at the end of the, the screen today. Don't worry, Rod's actually on top of it today. So uh, might or might not be a, a graphic uh, at the end of the show. I don't even have to do it as we type. I, I literally... <laughs> so the great part about it is that, for those of you who don't necessarily know, I, I live a freelance style life in which I do things sort of on my own schedule. But uh, this morning I was grateful enough to be able to have about two or three hours in the morning that I could knock out a bunch of work before I had to go to my uh, job that requires me to be there for a little while. And then, of course, come back and do this. So uh, they're definitely a graphic for you today. And uh, there was some help, too, outside help. And we'll give that yeah. shout-out once we get there as well. Uh, all right, moving right along with our picks. I'm going to – we talked about it earlier. Who was it in the chat that gave us uh, the – the um, uh, yeah. man, it's too much to scroll through. Uh, somebody in there I'll gave us – I'll find okay, it. Okay, good. Ash did bring it up. There Ryan it Truex, top five. Somebody else had said it too. Well, Ash, I'm going to tell you right now, Girl. that was in my betting card already there. Ryan Truex, but not a top five. I'm going top three for Ryan Truex. That number is at five to one. I absolutely love this number. Why? Well, Ash and everybody else out there, Ryan Truex, last season, in both Atlanta races, came in third. In both. Not only that, but he led eight laps in that 2022 uh, race. Uh, I'm sorry. No, it's not 2022. 2022, he finished third. 2023, he finished third. So in the last year's Raptor, uh, he finished third. And then in the fall race of 2022, hold on. My eyes are, uh, <laughs> I need to update my prescription. So apologies guys. I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a screen that's Rod's, too far away. Rod's from getting me. pretty old. So, uh, we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to take grandpa in for new glasses here. I'd say, what's that Sonny? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Ryan Truex, 2022 in the fall, finished third. 2023 in the spring, finished third. There's a pattern there. I like that pattern. and I, think I, I would I'm, ask you if you're sure you're looking at Ryan Truex's numbers, but I know Martin Truex isn't for that good. I was going to say, hold on, let's see. Uh, it's yeah, definitely Ryan. Yeah, that's Ryan, all right. I, I, I can get that close for it. Uh, no, Ryan Truex, two third-place finishes in the last couple of races for him. Uh, and, and he did it. Look, he did it in the 18 and the 19. So, uh, again, he's, he's not necessarily tied to one specific car. Obviously, they're both Gibbs cars, but, um, you know, two different, two different cars essentially driving it to a third-place finish. So, like I said, I really like that. Last week kind of got the raw end of the deal, right? He was running somewhere around the front in, in spurts and spots, uh, but not necessarily a contender at Daytona. But, again, he's not really a, a contender at Daytona or Talladega anyways either, which, you know, 16.8 is his average finish at Daytona. 22 is his average finish at Talladega. It's it's not really... Sometimes when you know a track, you know a track, right? And if you can get to third place two years in a row with two different cars, I think a third is well within his realm of possibility. And again, 
five to one for a guy who's done it the last two times he's been on the track? Yes, please. Especially when you got guys like Sam Mayer who haven't done it at plus 140. Jesse Love at plus 225. I think Truex top three might be my favorite bet out there at five to one. Yeah, I like it. Again, he's already two for two doing it. So hard to argue with that. And you're getting a good number at, at five to one, not the measly 140 for Sam Mayer over there. So uh, not that I don't like that one. I was just kidding. But Truex, uh, I do like getting up there at a, at a good number. Um, next up for me, this is my car lift. Nick was asking about the car lift earlier. I got the car lift running it back this week again. <laughs> I hate to have done this, Rod, but all three of my car lifts are the same as they were last week. But that's because they paid off in two of the series, and they should have paid off in the Xfinity series as well. Ryan Sieg was fourth place on the last lap on the backstretch before he got turned into the wall and unfortunately did not cash any of these tickets for us, which was definitely very unfortunate. But going back on him, you saw it last week, right? Comes out just the slowest fucking car in the field in single car qualifying. I doubled down on it in the Discord. I said, doesn't matter. You're going to see him lead laps. You're going to see him up front. Rod, he led laps. He was up front. He was mixing it up there at the end for a long time. In the mix, had a chance late. Of course, we were uh, doing the, the recap show live, sweating that one out and, and watching him destroy our our tickets, uh, unfortunately. But he was there. And then the finish doesn't look good. So the books gave us the good numbers again. So riding the Ryan Sieg car lift, top three, 12 to one, top five, six to one, 60 to one to win over on Superbook. There's no, for some reason, Toyota is the only one they're offering for the top manufacturer. I've not seen top Ford or Chevy anywhere. But if we can get top Ford and Ryan Sieg, I also like it most likely. As long as you're getting a decent number, not a ton of Fords in the field. Um, and, and I think that he'll be strong forward as well. Obviously, I think he's going to do the rest of these. So you go back and you look, what has he done at Atlanta in the fall here? Not good. 37th, he got taken out um, earlier on in the race, but he did finish third place. Actually, it wasn't even early. It was later in the race. Um, he started back in 23rd, but he finished third place in stage two, and he led 15 laps late and then got caught up in a wreck. Um, that was the race where I think all the cautions were just late in the race. And so, obviously, 37th, um, which is, does, does Xfinity allow 38? They do allow 38. I was going to say. <laughs> I was thinking it was 36. I'm like, God, how do you finish 37th? But no. So, again, led 15 laps in this race. He was in the mix to win it late. Gets caught up in the wreck. That's going to happen. But his other three starts, he's got a 10th, a 15th, and 11th place. So, again, there at the end, has good runnings. Um, and even in, in the spring race last year, 8th and 6th in the stages. So, he wasn't even... Uh, holding back, he was you know up there throughout the day, running good, making good solid laps, doing great things. And again, we saw it last week, fourth place on the last lap until he gets caught up in the wreck. And then, of course, the the results not indicative of how the race went, of how things were going, even on the last lap. So, love Ryan Sieg riding that car lift, top three, 12 to one, top five, six to one, 60 to one to win. Um, and then if you can find the top four. I would probably jump on that as well. Uh, I, again, if I see a number, Discord, that's a great place to be. We'll add that later. But yeah, I've not seen top four bets anywhere. I don't know why Toyota's the only one being offered at the moment. But uh, like the seed car lift all the way, it it really should have cashed for us last week. I mean, it, it should have. He even had a chance to win the race. Still getting great numbers because the result looked so bad on paper last week. Not indicative of the run. So running it back with the Ryan seed car lift. If you're still new to the program, I promise I'll have different picks next week. But, uh, hey, we cashed some tickets last week. We're going to do it again this week. And uh, certain guys getting good numbers, got to run it back with them. 
All I'm saying is if you want to listen to us, just listen to the same episode every day and you'll... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, honestly, listen. <laughs> honestly, Ryan Sieg, probably not a guy we'll talk about until we get to the Super Speedway again, which is many weeks down the road. So yeah. enjoy listening to his name this week. Yeah. And, and also, just to clarify, Ryan Sieg, yes. not Kyle. Kyle was also in this race. He didn't make the, the Daytona race because he didn't make qualifying. Everybody will make this one. Um, so Kyle will be in the race. I'm not in on Kyle. I'm in on Ryan. So just to to make sure that's clear. Yeah, definitely don't just blindly click Sieg because you have yeah. to know what you're what you're getting into. Um, speaking of a name where we haven't really talked about very much, and that's Parker Retzlaff. Like that that name does not necessarily come up all that often in our conversations, and not for a lack of awesome glasses. I love me some uh, Parker Retzlaff for sure, uh, and and he's actually got a Jordan Anderson owner, right? So him and Jordan Anderson riding in basically the same equipment. So we're talking about Jordan Anderson being good. Hey, guess what? Parker Retzlaff actually finished in third place at Daytona last week. One of his better super speedway finishes ever. And I think probably one of his better finishes uh, ever, really, for Parker Retzlaff. So he enjoyed a hell of a day. Uh, and I will say that in that uh, in the Atlanta Motor Speedway, he's 16 and, se- and 27 are his finishes. So Parker Retzlaff, I'm going to get him to win group C. Now let me read you off group C and you're going to tell me exactly why I'm doing this. And you're going to know really why I'm doing this real quick. Uh, group C consists of Josh Williams, his teammate. Okay. Jeb Burton and Shane Van Gisbergen. But let me, let me tell you, SVG is the favorite to win this group at plus two ten. Well, Rod, didn't you see Jesus had a good run last week? So no, it's, Jesus it did not have a good run last week. Like the dude was well, there, he did okay. but actually he did. Well, he was in 14 wrecks, but he still finished like 12th because of that big wreck on the last. Yeah, lap. I'm still not sold on that. But guess what? <laughs> Parker Retzlaff finished in third, so uh, I think he has the opportunity to do something like that again. Uh, but Josh Williams on this track in particular, uh, he's or actually not his not his teammate Josh Williams. I'll talk about Jordan Anderson. Now you're getting me Talladega. God damn, Rod. Uh, yeah, anyways, Jordan Anderson, Josh Williams, not the same people. But Josh Williams uh, on this track in particular, he did finish ninth, right, in the fall of, of last year, which is not a bad finish. But outside of that, 32, 25, 22, 18, 16, 28, 21, 24. This one may even have you watching the back of the pack, and that's all right. Um, Jeb Burton on this track, he's got seven starts. He does have one top five, but that was back in 2021, so it doesn't count. Since the repave, 15, 13, 16, 13, Jeb Burton may give you a little bit of a sweat there, but um, that's that's really the only other guy that I think would be uh, a little bit on the over Parker Retzlaff. But if Parker Retzlaff at plus three ten is the uh, plus three thirty rather is the favorite or is the the underdog of this group, give me give me the underdog. I'll take the thirty one car and I'll cheer all the way to the bank when he when he wins this group. So yeah, give me Parker Retzlaff to win over Josh Williams. That's not an edit. I did say Josh Williams. Uh, Jeb Burton and uh, the Lord Jesus Christ SVG. Parker Retzlaff, a.k.a. Chicken Little, according to Myron. Another iRacing guy, right? He's the one that uh, got the start in the iRacing, much like our Daytona 500 champion and William Byron. So, um, Also, DJ asking any thoughts on Custer. Um, Custer did finish third here in the summer last year in the race, 12th in the spring. He's 10-1 to 1 to win. Uh, didn't make... Didn't make either of our. I had to double check and make sure he didn't make Rod's card, but he did not. Um, didn't make either of our cards to win. I, I like his teammate Herbst a little more just because the numbers are better. 
Um, the top three at three to one is sort of enticing, but eh, I don't know. I'm not not quite ready to pull the trigger on it. His numbers are just too low. He's probably a guy we'll maybe bring up next week when it comes to to Las Vegas. Um, he he ended up towards the end of the season really starting to look good on those types of tracks. So I would guess we'll talk about him a little more next week but i got nothing on custer is there anything you're seeing out on custer well, that you like rod i think what maybe is getting people excited about it is that he did have that third place finish but he had 12th place finish the year before that he didn't even race the first year that this was repaved because he was up in the cup series, the cup series so yeah. i mean has he gotten something figured out yeah but early season custer not somebody i want in on right now i don't remember where did he finish last week too i don't think he was i don't even remember but Last uh, week he finished in. Uh, I gotta keep scrolling, don't I? <laughs> he finished in thirteenth. Yeah. So yeah, it was okay. Again, there was that wreck at the end that skewed some of that a little bit, but yeah, uh, yeah just kind of not in on him this week for the most part. Um, all right, Rod. Worse. Jumping back into it, Riley Herb sixteen to one. I talked about him earlier. Um, fifth place, a ninth place, a fourth place, and three of the starts here. Uh, last week uh, or last year rather in the summer finished 36 but similar to ryan sieg he led three laps he won stage one actually um and then that late crash that sieg was in he was also in ends up in 36 but fifth ninth and fourth in the other three starts sixth place last week um and rod if you remember and i forgot to mention this earlier sixth place and that was after before the start of overtime being penalized and put all the way in the back on the restart he was on the front row on the the last restart prior to that uh, green white checkered restart at the end, so uh, yeah, and yeah, DJ saying thanks, Herps. It is yeah. I'm just I'm a lot more in on Herps than Custer, mostly because of the numbers. Right, he's sixteen to one instead of ten to one. If it was flipped and Custer was a sixteen to one, I probably would be a little more into him. But Herps actually is the better guy on the super speedways in in a general sense. So um, yeah, love Herps sixteen to one to win. Brandon Jones back in on him again, Rod. Uh, 30 to one over on Superbook. Another guy in the mix at the end last week ends up finishing in ninth, but he was up there mixing it up, battling for the win late in that one. Um, and has just been such a strong super speedway guy continuously and, and very close to winning one of these. I think 30 to one, that's a JRM car also. So, you know, of the three super speedways that we have, right? This is the one where you're going to say, the the bigger team cars probably have the best advantage. You're getting a JRM guy at 30 to 1. And of the JRM stable, arguably maybe the better of them at super speedways. But in a general sense, he's not the best one. So his number gets slipped a little bit. Uh, so love him there. And Jordan Anderson's 80 to 1 over on Superbook. Gonna add him as well. Again, I think for a Jordan Anderson to win this one, and maybe even to get that top five we talked about earlier at the big number, the bigger number, you're gonna need a, a good amount of chaos. But what'd you say? Eight cautions for 50 laps last race. So uh, a little bit of chaos may come in into factor here. And we saw it last week. There was chaos in all three races. I think there's going to be chaos again this weekend at Atlanta. So I like the sprinkle on, on Jordan Anderson as well. Um, also, Walter did ask um, about all plays one unit. It's a very depending on the type of bet you're making. We're not, we're not fans of telling you, you know, how to spend your money. We'll tell you where we, you know, think you should put it. And you don't have to play all of our plays. You know, we're not we're not playing every single play that both of us is giving out there. These are just our favorite plays on the board. You take them. You you decide how what's best for you. Everybody's unit size is different. You can break them up differently. Uh, so yeah, we we pretty much leave that in your hands. 
We're just here to help you dig through the data, dig through the picks, where the good value is, and then uh, you, you, you can make the decisions on uh, how you want to spend it. I'm clipping out that everybody's unit is different. Uh, and listen, just to, just to piggyback on uh, on on what Cody said. Some are said, big, some are small. I know. <laughs> We're not here to unit shame you. But that's the it's thing. It's not the size of your unit. It's how you use it, right? It's exactly how you use it. And, and, and listen, honestly, you can get berated and you can get people inflating their numbers all over the place. We're not here for that. We just literally want to give you the information. We want to give you the plays. And just because we may not play every single one of them uh, ourselves, I don't think takes away at all from the fact and the information that we're giving you. Because again, you don't sit in a, a college class and you know ask the teacher how much they're going out to do what they're doing and what they're teaching, right? Because that's not the purpose of being taught. And that is what we're doing here for you. Now, granted, Tickets cash, tickets don't cash, but that's the way the whole business is. And I, I don't, you know, I don't tell anybody else how to run their shows either. They can thump their chest and do all that great stuff and tell you that I'm putting 15 units down on this or I'm only putting a half a unit on this, and that's and fine. If, and if that's your thing, good for you know, that's yeah. your style. That's how you want to do it. Great. That's you know, there's people not. out there that do that, and yeah, that's that's their way. This is our way. Everybody's got their own way. We think it works pretty good, and and we've seen it be successful. So just how we do it yep and we love you guys for coming along with the ride regardless of whether or not we tell you uh where to put your unit i'm going to uh go straight into my winners now and uh that being said 10 unit max plays on all these guys all these plays hammer down (laughs) on all of these uh i would i would be we haven't brought his name up at all and I think we're, we're scared because the numbers are so low and we can't necessarily in good conscience tell you to throw 300 units on Austin Hill. But I think you'd be a little irresponsible if we did not bring his name up because obviously it's going to be the name on everybody's lips. He's at plus 320 to win this race. I'm telling you right now, if you don't have him and he wins like he did last week, you're going to be pissed. So... Whatever it is you feel like you want to put on it, no, listen, there's there's a lot of people that knew that Austin Hill was going to win and they didn't do it because of the number. Uh, and it was it didn't happen. But here's the thing about Austin Hill at Atlanta. He's won two of the last three races on this track. He was second the first year that this thing was paved. 12th last year, which is, which is exactly the commercial for you to not throw all of your money out there because he still can finish 12th. Second, you said second and 12th? Second and 12th were the only two outside of... That's that's the parameter, right? But two wins in that span. Two wins in that two out of four. He's won two out of four of the races he's been on, which just so happened to be the ones that reconfigured. Daytona, he's got three wins at Daytona. Talladega seems to be the one that just pisses him off. He's had two poles at Talladega and ended up crashing out of two races and finishing 14th and 18th. So it's a frustrating super speedway world for him. But plus 320, we've said it before. It's not a good number for NASCAR, but any other sport you're throwing plus 320 out, you're telling me that it's a pretty good value. I know, Cody. I know. I know. But I'm telling you right now, if it hits and you actually did put something on it, you're going to be happy. If it doesn't hit, it's just the same as everything else. It's a super speedway bet, right? It's the same as betting. Uh, Riley Herbst is a top five car at plus 290. It's it's. It's that Is to it me. The it's the same type of thing. Riley Herbst can finish in the top five. He doesn't have to win the race. Austin Hill can win the race. Like that's if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna cut uh, cut down that. Uh, so yeah, Austin Hill. Not gonna give much more of analysis out of that. Just if you if you feel the need to do it, I'm here to tell you it's okay. 
Uh, and then AJ Allmendinger is my uh, longer shot here at plus 950. Uh, listen, uh, now that he's got back to his uh, his full-time status in Xfinity, we, we kind of, you know, his mind is right again. We just we saw the stress that, that being in the Cup Series took out of him. Sometimes, guys, your priority is not necessarily where it, it, where you are at that time, and that's okay. Um, you know, you don't necessarily always need to to be at the highest level possible to feel comfortable with yourself. So um, he's a damn good driver. Uh, he does have a win on this track. Obviously, it was before the repave, uh, but he did finish third here in the spring in last year's race in that same 16 car. Uh, we saw him finished in uh, a top 10 finish, finished 10th last week at, da uh, at uh, Daytona after uh, starting in third place. He did lead three laps. So Cody said it before, A.J. Allmendinger, a sneaky good super speedway racer. Everybody everybody pays attention to his road uh his road rage, his road racing abilities, but he is a pretty good super speedway racer as well. So I like that. And then give me Ryan Truex at 18 to 1 to win this race. Talked about it. He finished third in both of the races that he was in uh, on this one. So listen, or the last two races, rather, both of the ones that he's been on in this configuration. Third place can very easily turn into first place if the top two cars decide they want to get a little bit squirrely on that last lap. And Ryan Truex is holding back a little bit. First two cars spit each other out. Ryan Truex squirts through, finishes for the win at 18 to 1. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, it, it's going to take a little bit of luck. I don't think he's going to get there on his own, but he may. Who knows? That, that's the thing about Ryan Truex. You just never really know. Yeah, love the Truex pick. Love the Allmendinger pick. Man, you just can't talk me into a plus 320 for an outright on a super speedway. But hey, if it's your thing, it's your thing. I mean, there's no doubt he's going to be fast, he's going to look good. He's, he can go to the back seven times. He'll find his way to the front. Got caught up in a wreck last week. I know he survived and, and made it there, but, ah, man, I don't know. I just I can't do it personally, but uh, best of luck to you, Rod. I would like to say, though, if he does win, I will not be sad that I don't have an outright on him. I just I don't think it's worth it. Uh, and that's okay. Remember, this is the series where we disagree I, the most. It's, Part of our contract, uh, actually, is we have to disagree in the Xfinity series. <laughs> yeah, we do. Because I have an unhealthy love for Junior Motorsports, and, and Cody does not. And I have an unhealthy love for JGR, and that's not what we're disagreeing about this time. So there No, we go. we're RCR, we're disagreeing we're about RCR car. Look at that. <laughs> Uh, well, and if I think his his uh, his teammate's going to be a top five, then I you know very easily could see. I don't like that one either, but no, I know you don't. That's all right. You don't have to. This is why I hate it when mom and dad that's why, fight. That's why we get our own picks, right? It is exactly why we get our own picks. Why we don't do show picks. Um, all right. Well, get out your pen and paper. Speaking of picks, and thank you very much to uh, what is it? Photo Man yeah, seventy five. Stephen, yes, yes, my friend. Stephen for uh, for putting this together. Uh, for, yeah, Photo Man seventy five in Discord. Beautiful, beautiful. I, I obviously put in the, the picks because he didn't know them at the time. We didn't give him the, the picks ahead of time to cheat, uh, but we I, I put those in. But he definitely did that. And uh, Steve and I made one change to it as well. Instead of uh, our, our NASCAR gambling um, logo, I went ahead and put the, uh, the king of tough 250 in there because I, I do like the way that looks. So get out your pen and paper for those of you listening to the traditional podcast. It's time to go over our picks. Uh, Cody started you off with Jordan Anderson as a top five car at six to one. 
I gave you John Hunter Nemechek over Justin Allgaier at minus 115. Cody gave you Chandler Smith as the top Toyota at plus 290. Double down with Jeffrey Earnhardt as a top Toyota at 12 to 1 as well. I said Jesse Love was going to finish in the top five at plus 225. Cody disagrees. Uh, Cody gave you Riley Herbst as a top five car at plus 290. Uh, I don't disagree. And then I gave you Sam Mayer as a top five car at plus 140. Rekindling my love for Junior Motorsports. Cody gave you Jeffrey Earnhardt as a top five car at 14 to 1. I said Ryan Truex was going to be a top three car at 5 to 1. And then Cody's riding that car lift with Ryan Ryan Sieg. Uh, that is a top three at 12 to 1, a top five at 6 to 1, 60 to 1 to win. And if you can find some top forward numbers, they are out there. If you if you find one, go ahead and take that one as well. Ride that car lift all the way to the top. I said that uh, Parker Redslap was going to actually have a pretty good day uh, this weekend, and he's going to win Group C at plus 330 over Josh Williams, not his teammate, Jeb Burton, and SVG. And then Cody gave you Riley Herbst at 16 to 1, Brandon Jones at 30 to 1, and uh, Jordan Anderson at 80 to 1 to win the race. I gave you Austin Hill at plus 320, AJ Allmendinger at plus 950, and then Ryan Truex at 18 to 1 to win this race. The Raptor, King of Tough, 250. Once again, thank you, Stephen, for the graphic. That's fantastic. Uh, I will continue to use that. However, we do need to get a blank one where I can uh, where I can manip manipulate the actual uh, <laughs> speedway every week. So um, there you go. There you go. Yeah. But thanks a lot. This is this is why I love you guys so much. Like being an active part of the show. I mean, as a podcast listener, I do know that sometimes there are shows where I don't get involved because I'm just like, uh, eh, they don't really care. But uh, yeah, let that never be us, Cody. We care. We care, Rod. We do. We like interacting with you guys. We appreciate it. With the that's been one of the best parts about having the live shows this year on the pick shows is getting to interact with you guys. You can ask questions like, you know, we didn't talk about Cole Custer today, but if you want to know our opinion on him, you drop the question in there and, and you can get an answer. So appreciate it. We love you guys interacting. The Discord, obviously, the conversation's always going over there. So we appreciate it. And uh, yeah, let's go. We've wrapped up our Super Speedway picks now. We're done with them. Come back next week. Stick with us. It won't be so chaotic. It'll be a lot more predictable. We'll be a lot more uh, positive behind our picks and, and feeling like they're they're very good picks. So, I mean, we feel that way too, but anything can happen at these super speedways, as you know. So, we'll have much more of angles next week for sure at, at Las Vegas. So, looking forward to that. DFS slash underdog show tomorrow. Rod, they're just giving us, uh, this is like a free square on Kyle Larson over on underdog. So, come back tomorrow for the rest of the picks, but I think you know what that one is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking there's a much, much, whatever the option is to the right of the one that you're going to pick. I think that's the one you're going to pick. So, yes, exactly. uh, all right, well, then we'll wrap it up here for the Xfinity edition of the show. Cody, on our way out, please tell everybody where they can continue to follow you after we turn off the lights. Yeah, follow me on the X, at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of it. So check out the F1 Gambling Podcast, too. We had an episode earlier this week. We were talking about IndyCar, actually, going over the win totals. Full. There were seven of those available. So covered all of those, gave our opinions and, and picks on each one, which was a lot of fun. Uh, man, IndyCar is almost here. F1 starts next week. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. Enjoy the super speedway racing this week. And uh, yeah, join us again tomorrow. 
Indeed. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review. Check out the uh, back road tonight in about an hour or so. We're going to be kicking that off as well. Uh, talking Atlanta with Seth, and we'll be doing that live as well. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. DFS and the underdog picks for this slate. Until then, everybody, have some fun with your evening. Let's go racing and let it ride. Castle way out